All right, there's a lot more, but I want from this I want to get into uh, something uh, which has to do with with uh, this week's parsha. But the introduction really will bring us some clarity to another very difficult section in the uh, Zohar. In this week's portion, it says, And if you will listen to me, says Hashem, if you will listen to me, Again, says the Zohar, have to make a blessing, all religions. Maybe different ways of making the blessing. But all religions believe that you have to make a blessing. You have to bless Hashem. That's the way he's quoting the verse, incidentally. But of course, if you study the Kabbalah, you realize that you cannot take the Zohar literally. You cannot take the Bible literally. In fact, I like to use the word Bible as a cosmic code. <laughs> it is so clear that it's totally coded. That's how clear things are. You know, that it's not 90% coded, but it's so clearly coded. No question. Anyway, it says we must bless Hashem on everything that we eat. And if he doesn't bless, this is the part I like. <laughs> He's called a thief. He robbed Hashem. Can you imagine? Imagine we have an opportunity to rob from Hashem. Rob from Hashem. Some of us can't even steal candy from a candy store, but here we have an opportunity to rob from Hashem. We are called Gazlan. Thieves. Shekatuv, Gozel Aviv And as always says, this is the this is what is referred to when it says in the Pasuk. In Mishle, we robbed our father and our mother. And the students have already discussed this matter. What does father and mother mean? It is referring to Hashem. Because when you make the blessing, when you bless Hashem, you draw down to yourself life from the source of life, which is Bina. For the sake of Hashem. What does it mean here? Because we can raise again several questions. Who asked Hashem in the first place to create all this? Did he want to create it? Did he create it for our benefit? Would he enjoy when we partook of his creation? Or was it purely for our benefit? Purely for our benefit. He has no, no pleasure whatsoever. That is not what the Mekubalim say. They say that Hashem created this world so that he can have pleasure from his Nivra'av, 
from his creations that when they would eat of his apple, he would have pleasure, that he created something that someone is having pleasure of. Everything that was created was a pleasure for Hashem. If that is the case, then he wanted us to have this fruit and that he would not have created it in the first place if it was not for the benefit of mankind. Then why, if I do not thank him or bless him, am I considered a thief? And how do we have the concept of thief? A thief is when I when I take something from someone, and let's say it was someone who was worth $82 billion, and I took away a quarter. We can still say at that moment, he was less a quarter. Maybe it didn't affect him that much, but he was short a quarter. Can we say that same concept of Hashem? That when I eat something, when I took of his fruit, and if I didn't make the blessing, I'm a thief. I robbed him of something. Meaning what? That he has less? Why do we refer it as a gazla? The Zohar continues, You should eat, you should be satiated, now, time will not permit us, but there are many other questions raised as it says you should eat, be satiated, and then you should bless Hashem. That's Birkat Amazon. But what about the brachot? It should also say before you even eat, you're supposed to make a blessing. And then a blessing afterwards. Thanking him. But if you thanked him once before, why do you have to thank him afterwards? And the Zohar continues, and this is, and here we will have our answer to the questions that we have raised. When a person makes a blessing, he has to put his ritzono, his desire, within the blessings. Something new. He has to put himself into these, into the mystery of the brachot. Into the mystery of the brachot. Why? In order that the avot, which is Avram, Yitzhak, Yaakov, which in essence is right, left, and central, which again here we have somewhat of a clue of what we're talking about. We're talking about the intelligence of the atomic structure. Now, why are there three? Because we know that each structure to have power, to have a force, must consist of chesigvura interferet. Vahabanim shehim nesachod yesod zerampin, kulam biyachad. Because through the blessing that he will be making, he will be revealing the mystery of, 
of the brachot. And what is that? That he creates unification. And whoever blesses, which means he connects with the mystery of connection through this bracha, then he takes to himself from these blessings. And he will bring this blessing down to this earthly world. So this is the departure. The reason for the blessings is not to bless Hashem. It doesn't even say to thank Hashem. Because of the question that we raised, the purpose of the blessing is not to thank Hashem. That's the first premise. The second premise is so that we can make the connection to the outer space connection. How do you, how do you make connections by making a blessing before the eating of an orange? You make connections? What connections is he talking about? Because when he is repeating this bracha, in essence, through this bracha that he makes, he has made the connection to Zairampin because as we know, and he doesn't go into it, but he does in many other areas, food, like the chair, like the human being. For those of you not familiar yet that the human being consists of 99 and 9 tenths percent atomic structure. In other words, it is the same in all of us. It is not only the same in all of us, but it is the same of everything else in this universe, including empty space. So there, we can all feel a little comfortable in knowing that 99 and 9 tenths percent of all of us are really the same. Can you imagine? It's the 1 tenth of 1 percent that creates this entire confusion. Look how smart we must be to permit 1 tenth of 1 percent to create such confusion because the 99 and 9 tenths percent of me is the same of everybody else. So it is within a fruit or any other object. The fruit has 99 and 9 tenths percent, which is its internal energy force, and that 1 tenth of 1 percent, the outside, the physical matter. When we make the blessing, the way they have structured the blessing, the same way as they structured the mezuzah, they have structured the blessing so as to establish channels like the mezuzah. It's a channel. If I don't know how to write it, but it's written correctly, and it has all the, the wording that was necessary, however, it was established by people who knew the science of mezuzah, that would act as a channel, connecting me, the physical part, because that's my problem, not the internal. The internal is like the insane man. 
How many times can you sit down and dream? You want to be in some faraway place for an hour. Look at the tranquility and peace you can have, but people won't let you. <laughs> they won't let you, but you can have it. Dream for an hour. Picture you're somewhere else. And a man can do that. So become insane for an hour, two hours. Enjoy it. That part of us is universal. Everybody can do the same thing. Everybody can go there and be there all at the same time. But the problem with, as we said before, with the dreams or the insane man, he doesn't maintain it. Maybe the insane man does maintain it. I'm not sure. But at least we can't maintain it, right? Whether people don't permit us to maintain it or whether immediately 1,000 other thoughts come in and disturb that tranquil dream and peace that, I, that I'm enjoying. How do I maintain it? How could I maintain a vacation of 10 years ago that I thoroughly enjoyed and I want to enjoy it throughout the year? Possible? Of course it's not possible, you might say, because firstly it happened 10 years ago. And secondly, I'm not there now. But that's when you are totally consumed in the area of illusion. That you think you can't be there. Okay, so I'll think about being there. But what about everything else that's going to happen immediately, right after I get involved? How can I maintain that which is thoroughly giving me pleasure? How can I maintain it? It's true. That one-tenth of one percent disturbs everything that could be order, structure. That's the purpose of the body. That's the purpose of that one-tenth of one percent. That's the purpose of all corporeal matter. To restrict, to permit the opportunity to work, to take that body and say, no, you're not. I know what you want. No, I'm not going to let you have it. It's work. But that's all there is. Because if this body did not exist, but we lived in the realm of Adam Rishon before the sin, then it would be bread of shame. We would be constantly in a state of bliss. That would be bread of shame. For those of you who have read the Talmud Esesfirot or Kabbalah Falem, whatever. That's why we need. It's necessary. Without the mud of the body, the energy intelligence of the body that says desire for oneself alone, we wouldn't have an opportunity to remove bread of shame. The same thing happens with that fruit. That fruit has an internal structure, which is the irampin. The same thing in olamabba. Another misconception. Where is Olam Abba? When we all, after 120 years, die, we'll find out. And some people say, how do I know? Maybe it's not. And the answer is, according to the Kabbalah, that Olam Abba is not there after 120 years because that must be a fallacy because in spiritual entities, as the Torah says, there is no such thing as linear time. Past, present, and future are all here now. There's no tomorrow. So who gave us the idea that Olam Abba is tomorrow? 
Olam Abba is not tomorrow. Olam Abba, the concept of Olam Abba is something that is internal. It's beyond and above the physical reality. So when I make a bracha, with the structure of the bracha, and time will not permit because we're, we'll be through in a few minutes, the bracha, the way it was established, the same way as that mezuzah was established, permits me to connect with the 99 and 9 tenths percent because that's the computer, the hardware. I, I, you know what happens with the physical part of the fruit, I don't have to tell you. We gotta spend a lot of time somewhere every you know, every day or every two days in a place maybe we'd rather not be. It's a waste of time, right? But we must go to the bathroom. But that's not what, what the fruit is consists of. It consists of ninety-nine and nine tenths percent, not of that stuff, not of the physical reality of the outer space connection reality. That's what I want to connect to. I want to tap that energy because when I connect with that energy, I'm connecting again with that super, super, super commuter. That super computer, that will and does control things at that level where things are real. So when we make that bracha, when we make that bracha, that's what we connect with. Now, before he said, we are a gazlan, we rob. Why are we called gazlan? So again, he does not mean Hashem, God, because we're not talking about God. We, we explained that before. That's why I want to go through the part of the Ahafta, to love God. We know we don't know what God is. We'll never see God, and we have no concept of God. We're talking about the force. That energy force that we all seek, that Hashem, that the Torah says, this will bring you happiness, peace, tranquility, and everything else. What happens if I eat that fruit? I've eaten that fruit without making the connection. You know what you've done? That energy intelligence of that piece of apple has become revealed only by virtue of that one-tenth of one percent physical corporeal reality. You see, if there's no body, what happens with the soul? It has no place to go. It can't do things. See, in the air, the soul has no, well, it could be a debook and other things like that, but generally speaking, the soul becomes revealed through a body. That's the necessity of that one-tenth of one-tenth uh, uh, one of one percent. The energy force inside wants to be revealed. Now, when we do not make the bracha, we do not make it manifest. We do not make it connected. What we do is strip the energy, internal energy force of that fruit. We consume the one-tenth of one percent, not having made a connection. And what have I done? I've robbed I've robbed that energy force from becoming expressed. It wants to satisfy. That's what Hashem made it for. He didn't make it for himself. He made it only for me. And he does not consider himself deprived or robbed of what he did. I'm not robbing him. But the energy force, the force, the light that he created for the benefit is now being robbed of the opportunity to become expressed because in this world, 
of physical corporeal reality, the only way that things become expressed is through the physical. But if you don't make connections, is that what we mean? When we say people are not connected to themselves. Most people are not connected to themselves. They don't know who they are. The internal part of them is being robbed. What do you mean being robbed? It's not being expressed. We're depriving that soul. We ourselves, maybe to our own soul, are depriving the essence of that soul that's within us or in the fruit or wherever. That's what he means. We rob it. We don't rob God. But the bracha makes that establishment of the connection and then it becomes manifest within us. The pleasure of both the energy intelligent because that's what God wanted in the first place. He wants to give you. And he gave it to you and the only way he can give it to you is through the one-tenth of one-percent corporeal reality. But if you haven't made that connection, then you've deprived him of that opportunity. Okay. I don't think I'll be finished it up on that.